Last year, none of us were able to do what we're doing right now. Pandemic, right? I think, I think it would just be very important for us just to pause and just to say a prayer in our heart. Thank you, God, that we can be here. I don't know where you were last year during the pandemic or what have you, but obviously as priests, you know, we were able to kind of do what we did. But if I had to give one word to explain how it was, the word would be it was awful. Didn't enjoy it. Because as priests, we're called to be shepherds and to be with our flock and to not be with you all. Um, it was not fun. It was, it was literally awful. But then again, we also know that we have to go through this passion because we, we have to know the power of Jesus' cross and the power of his resurrection. And there are times, you know, where ushers are in churches and then they, there's, they've been there year after year after year and they're always looking for that one family that is well-behaved, sitting in the front, hopefully. <laughs> and a few years ago, there was an usher and he saw a young family sitting in the front and Typically, little boys get a little bit crazy with these things sometimes. And he just noticed that this particular family was just so reverent during the whole liturgy, the whole Mass. And after Mass, he made it a choice to go talk to them and to say, Boys, you did a great job. You were so reverent. And they said, Thank you. And he told the parents, You're doing such a good job, such a good job. And as they were walking out the door. One of the little boys who had a loud mouth, and he, should, he just looked at his other brother, and he's like, just wait till we get to the parking lot. <laughs> and he just, the usher just overheard them saying, mom's never this nice outside of church, and dad is kind of a dictator outside of church. And before you knew it, these palms that are supposed to recognize our reverence for who Jesus is, become swords. How long will it take you to forget what Jesus has done for you? How long will it take you to say a word of gossip and allow this palm to become a sword? How long will it take before you lie and you make your palm into a sword? How long will it take before you snap back with disrespectful words towards your mom or your dad or towards your siblings or towards your teammates? How long will it take before your palm becomes a sword? Just want to tell you a brief story about a soldier from World War II. And he was in his mid-30s at this time, the last time he went to Mass was at his first communion. Last time he went to confession was right before that. And just through hardship, he hardened his heart. And he was known on the base, the military base, to be that one particular soldier who hated the Catholic Church. And he would make fun of Catholics all the time. A couple of the people in his in his group, they would pray the rosary and he'd just make fun of them. That doesn't work. Why are you in trying? And 
every time he'd see a statue of Mary or Jesus or Joseph, he'd spit on it. And he would out loud speak about his disgust for the Catholic Church and the Catholic Christian faith. And one time his buddies put peer pressure on him and said, you know, if you really hate the church so much, why don't you go to confession and just make fun of the priest and tell him all of your sins? And he was like, Psh, okay. <laughs> so he did. And he said, Father, I have broken the first commandment so many times. I have all these false idols, and I couldn't care less. And I use the Lord's name in vain all the time. I probably say Jesus Christ or God damn it two, three hundred times a day, and I couldn't care less. And Father, I don't even care about going to church. I saw you last weekend doing a Eucharistic procession, and I laughed at you, and I couldn't care less. I make fun of Catholics who believe that that, that piece of bread is actually Jesus and the wine is actually his blood at Mass. And you know what, Father? I couldn't care less. And I disrespect my parents all the time. They're getting a little bit old, and they still pray the rosary. They still go to Mass. They still have Bible study. And every time I make fun of them, Father, and I couldn't care less. And oh, Father, by the way, I love putting dark words into situations and putting others down. And you know what, Father? I couldn't care less. And Father, I've been drunk a lot. I have so much alcohol, Father, and I couldn't care less. Sometimes I smoke drugs, and I couldn't care less. I look at impure things in the magazines, and I am impure with myself. I'm impure with women all the time, Father, and I couldn't care less. I lie. Little lies, big lies, all of the time. I've cheated. I've stolen, and I couldn't care less. And I know that Jesus says you should serve the poor, but I don't care about the poor. I couldn't care less. And the priest gave him his penance. He said, well, I want you to grab a crucifix. And I want you to place it on a table in front of you. And I want you to say these words to Jesus on the cross ten times. Jesus, you died for me. And I couldn't care less. Psst, okay. <laughs> Made his act of contrition very sloppily, was absolved of his sins, and walked out of the chapel, and his buddies were all waiting to see how it went. And they said, so what'd you do? What'd you say? And he said, after everything, I, 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 every, every commandment I've broke, every sin I've committed, I told the priest, I said, Father, I couldn't care less. And I talked about impurity. I talked about drunkenness. I talked about lying and cheating. I talked about how I make fun of all of the Catholic rituals. And I told him after every single time, I couldn't care less. And the guys just laughed. And one of them was Catholic in that group. And he says, so what was your penance? You got to do a penance to keep your will strong afterwards. So what was your penance? He said, my penance was to take a crucifix, put it in front of me, and look at Jesus on the cross and say, Jesus, you died for me, and I couldn't care less. And that particular Catholic had a rosary on him, put his rosary on the table with a corpus on the cross, and said, well, do it. 
And all of the guys were standing around waiting for him to do this. And he looked at Jesus on the cross. And tears fell from his eyes. And he said, Jesus, you died for me. And he kept trying to get the words out. I couldn't care less. But every time, he just broke down crying. Jesus, you died for me. And one by one, those guys left him. And the table was full of tears. Because for the first time in his life, he realized that if he was the only person on earth, Jesus would have died for him and taken up his cross just for him. After that, he went and had a real confession and apologized to the priest for being a coward. And he confessed all of his sins and he was washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. After that day, everyone at the, at the military base said he was never the same. They'd find him praying the rosary, leading Bible studies. They'd find him often going to confession. He would later go to seminary. He'd be ordained a priest, and then a bishop, and then a cardinal. My friends, if we are not convicted of Jesus' personal, unique, individual love for each of us, then we live as practical atheists. Why do we do that? Why do we carry these palms around and so often they become swords instead of ways of saying, Jesus is king, Jesus is Lord, and I know what it cost him to save me and to keep saving me and hoping for him to save me. This Holy Week is really like Hell Week if you know Jesus, if you've encountered him. I don't like Holy Week because I have to deal with what happened to my best friend and what our sins have done to him. And maybe he is your best friend. And it sucks because we know that he did it willingly. And so often we live as practical atheists as if he doesn't live. And we live as, as if he's done it all, but we couldn't care less. And you and I, we deeply, deeply need two people to journey with us into Holy Week so that we live knowing in the depths of our souls, the depths of our hearts, our minds, that if we were the only person on earth, Jesus would have died for us. First person we need is Mary. We need Mother Mary. You notice how people were following Jesus at a distance? Peter was following Jesus at a distance. Doesn't work. You notice how some women were at a distance from the cross, but who was at the foot of the cross? Mother Mary. And I think often she's just 
waiting to pull you under her mantle and say, would you just live here with me and look at how much my son loves you? And the other person that we need during this Lenten journey and into Holy Week so we can truly experience the resurrection is St. Joseph. Joseph is the foster father of Jesus. He taught Jesus how to carry his cross, how to be a man, how to live for others and not for yourself. I think so often Joseph is just gently coming to us and wanting to tell us how much Jesus loves you. And he shows us his love by dying for us. And this is not pie-in-the-sky theology. This is real. Jesus loves you so much that he carried the cross. He was scourged and whipped for you. And he wants that to sink from your head to your heart. So what I'm going to challenge you all with this week is to do one thing ten times a day with a crucifix in front of you. I want to challenge you to look at Jesus on the cross and just say to him, Jesus, you died for me. Slowly, ten times, until Easter Vigil until Easter Sunday. But we have to practice that. And we have to do that right now. And as you look at the cross with me, I want you to say those words with me. And even as the the Eucharistic body and blood of Jesus is held up, to say those words in your heart, Jesus, you died for me. And when you know of his personal love, Holy Week is more like Hell Week because you realize that he is your best friend and he is the one who always wants to encourage you. He's always willing to lay his life down for you so you will do the same for others. Then it's not about following rules. It's about remaining in love. And we ask Mary and Joseph to keep us at the foot of the cross so we live from there so our palms don't become swords. So if you please gaze upon the, Eucharist, or the crucified Christ with me, and let us just 10 times, nice and easy, just say those words, Jesus, you died for me. So please join me as we pray out loud. Jesus, you died for me. 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 Jesus.